Damn. You know what else? Bro, my uh, freezer. What? Huh? One of your freezer does what? No. Freezer got that grippy? You, I'm, I'm trying to find out. Like, <laughs> Hello? Let's check. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that um, in the way that fridges sometimes hum, we also sometimes go live. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> every single time this happens, we roll the intro. Good morning. Transcending history and the world. A tale of souls and swords eternally retold. Welcome to the stage of history retold. The mark of my dignity shall scar thy DNA. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Adam. Hi, Adam. I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. Have we spoken before? Uh, not for a couple weeks, thanks to uh, a little company known as Frontier. <laughs> Frontier going crazy. Frontier going crazy in the streets with these shitty ass internet routers. Okay, hold on. Like, I, I, that's something that I don't genuinely don't understand. So, to provide some context, yeah. uh, my internet was out for about three or four days, except it wasn't actually out. Right. So I, I called Frontier. I was like, "Hey, we're having some problems with certain applications," and they're just like. Damn, that's tough. What application? Let's see if it's it, like, you know. And I was like, oh, it's like, you know, streaming services, social media. They're like, okay, whatever. We're just going to give you a new router. And it works, I guess. It, it's fine. I haven't noticed any. Actually, no, I have noticed one thing. At like three in the morning, every single night, it just randomly turns off and comes back on. So, uh, Frontier, thanks. I, somehow not worse than Comcast, but hey, um, I have Comcast, know. and uh, my internet sometimes does a poopy, but most of the time, it's godlike. I got that gig speed, so ah, okay, okay. unlimited I, I, with I, gig speed. I I genuinely know nothing about Comcast. I just know that it gets a really bad rap. So no, they've, they they they're a terrible actually... company with a terrible streaming service. But my God, does their internet work? <laughs> my god does it work you wait you need that gig what you what you what you download in there sonny you're downloading uh this pornography this, this recap oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's good to be back, it's good to be back. <laughs> i fucking missed you motherfucker <laughs> fuck you frontier fuck you Honestly, honestly, you know, you know, I love you, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. And you know that I love you too, right? That's yeah. why I want to know what's been up. Talk to me. Woo! I've been, been up while we've been away. Busy these past busy few weeks. I'm going to talk your ear off about uh, a couple things. Um. One thing I was going to discuss in the first of the two episodes that we missed was that because of recording that special intro for episode 32, you know, the podcast 
has changed. changed. I went back yes. and I replayed MGS4. Man, oh man. <laughs> ah, I love that game so much. Ah, that game is so good. I don't I don't I mean I get why people don't like it, but I genuinely don't care. <laughs> Nano machines <laughs> go burr. That game is hot. All right. Still don't care. I, I don't. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. Out here setting my internal clocks. So I can get them discounts at Drebin's store. I was like, man, <laughs> I miss this. I miss this. It's been a minute, but put another replay MGS4 under my belt. That game is great. Um, and it helped me sort of uh, appreciate that let special intro more. Hope you guys liked it. I had a lot of fun recording that. It was a really fun bit. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, Joe. I, I, I never it was amazing, actually. It. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was just a, a, an elaborate rolling up. Elaborate shit like post. <laughs> rolling up on the moment that it releases, and you just hear it. Oh, podcast. Oh, it's so good. It's changed. It's so good. <sighs> I do that line of ID Tech co-hosts speaking <laughs> to ID Tech microphone. That shit makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and then as he says it, it's it shit gets me. I'm like, oh shit. Um what else did I do? I saw the Batman. Um You did. You did. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Um I hope I, I've been meaning to. I literally like you're sleeping. There, there was a time that I was going to go watch it, and then I just didn't go. You're sleeping. So. <laughs> You're hitting yourself sleeping? with the GTS right now. You're sleeping. <laughs> that movie's great. If, it, if, it, it's really good, then, huh? If the Batman were a physical being, a flesh and blood human, right? If the movie, the Batman, I mean by this, were a flesh mm. and blood human, I would fuck that person. This Fair. is a hot movie. Everything about this movie is hot. Shot composition, soundtrack, blocking, the script, the pacing, set pieces, direction, the actors. Everything about this movie is hot. And I want it. I want it so bad. You're this so movie, fine. I this movie you. got me down bad all right <laughs> for for itself in and of <laughs> itself this has nothing to do with like zoe kravitz which my wife if you listen to this podcast and you've heard me call enough women my wife you'll know that i have like a type no mm-hmm. uh, it's black chicks um but a uh, robert pattinson's great Colin Farrell was unrecognizable. That's how good he was. Paul Dano mm. gives a really funny performance as the as the Edgelord Riddler. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> gotta have an Edgelord Riddler to balance out the Edgelord Joker. You know, like I, I walked I, out of this movie and I said, finally, the Riddler has had his day in the sun. Yes, I know he was in Batman Forever, played by Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's great. But he really didn't play the hyper-intelligent Riddler. He was more like a 90s update of the goofy, leotard-wearing 60s Riddler. Mm-hmm. The, the, the golden silver age Riddler. So having more of the like hyper-intelligent out to 
outsmart and prove himself out to outsmart the Batman and prove himself um, as a credible threat was refreshing in a film context, because that is my favorite version of the Riddler to read. The Riddler is probably like my second favorite Batman villain behind, you know, obviously the Joker because the Joker is awesome. But the Riddler is the shit. I love the Riddler. And this movie does the Riddler justice and has some interesting twists and turns and flips the character in ways that we don't really see in films because of just the tastes of the general movie going audience. And it's been it's been hitting it's been hitting all sorts of marks uh, critically and um, financially. So I know that Matt Reeves is planning on a trilogy and I hope that uh, we get it. So that's what I've got to say about the Batman without spoiling. Hmm. It's a so genuine. You say that you would want a trilogy out of this movie. That 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 puts it into a pretty uh, into pretty good light, you know. Considering that that mo- most of uh, most of their podcast is just shit talking things. It's shit talking and shit posting. This movie's three hours, and it didn't feel like it was. It felt way short of that because I was so gripped by it. It was that good. Um, if I had to give it a score out of ten, probably be like a like a nine. So, mm, yeah, great, down great. to one point for a couple bits where I felt like it dragged. Um, but I, I'd say it's it's a nine out of ten. It's a, re- it's a really good movie, and I recommend it. Anybody who's listening should go see it. Uh, in addition to that, I played Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on the PS5. I also own it on Steam, and I gifted you a copy on Steam earlier today. Um, I did. I, I, I did see, which I'm, I'm st- still don't forgive you. But you know, I saw it, I was like, I was buying it. I was like, just got it on the wish list. Let me just slide the copy over there over the table. <laughs> so uh, I Which hope you get to play that it. We're going to play some, right? I hope so. Once yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah. Once, once, it, once we get that rollback update in the summer, uh, we will. Bad, bad, yeah. big bad. I'm holding you to that. Yeah. Oh, dead ass. <laughs> Finally, there's a fighting game that we can both fucking play. Uh, that'll be sick. Uh, and it's good. It's Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. I've already talked about it on past episodes, sung its praises, you know, up and down the block. So what else could I say at this point? Um, I also what played. I hmm? What's up? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Before, because no, I was, was going to talk ask, about else, so go ahead. I was going to ask about uh, P4AU. I heard yes. that the mess was like super messy. So say like, it again. It didn't launch on time, that it was super messy. I didn't buy it on the the minute it launched. I bought it afterwards, so I wouldn't know. I bought it this morning oh, okay. after I woke up. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. I was like, oh, shit, I got paid. Got to buy that. So I, I wouldn't gotcha, know. Gotcha. Um, what else did I do? I platinum Sifu. Uh, I got the platinum trophy for that. That was hot. Um, fuck that game. <laughs> I mastered it. I beat it. I conquered it. I proved it. I proved to it that I was better in every way. So, <laughs> what, a, what a turn of events! We love to see it. We love to see it. Had to had to face turn on Sifu like that. Uh, I that game's great. That game is really good. I got that platinum trophy. It took me a while, but uh, there was one trophy that I couldn't get where I had to knock over three people with one single strike. Right, and I, yeah. I I I found this method of how I could set it up to work, and it was just not working out and so i just booted it up one random day and be like you know what i guess i can go for it and i got it and i was like oh shit i got it and that's the Fuck plot you. easy that wasn't that was uh, i wouldn't say it was an easy plot but 
Required a lot of learning. Easy for you because you're just so you're just so good. You're just too good. I guess. Uh, what else did Skill I do? Issue. I played GTA Five on PS Five. Played mm. a little. Okay. And I know you mentioned before the show you wanted to talk about it. So before we launch into that, I'm going to give my impressions. Uh, finally, a game that doesn't make me sick. Mm-hmm. GTA 5 I play that like uh, I mean it's my most played game on PS4 I've got like like 2,000 hours in it God damn son uh, I think it's more but I'd have to go check uh, it's because I've been playing it since 2015 from 2015 yeah, to, that, that, to last happened, week yeah. for 7 years I was playing it and for years before that I was playing GTA Online on the PS3 um, mm-hmm. so I just I play it you know, just as like a as like a median game or as like an in-between game because it's just the same thing. You know, I, I already know what to expect. And I go back every once in a while to check up on the updates, of course. Mm. Um, but it's finally and after I got my PS5, I started playing games at like 60 FPS consistently. Which in the past, the only games I was playing at like 60 were like fighting games, you know. Um, right. Yeah. It, that game running at 30 uh, for the past like y- year and a half has made me like sick because I go from like <laughs> 60 FPS games to that. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, is this game in slow motion? Uh, you know, but now it's at 60. <laughs> and it's, PowerPoint. Yeah, it's what I was doing. Uh, but now that it's at 60 on consoles, I feel fine. And I, I know people have been complaining that it was like, we wanted a bigger uh, expansion. And I'm like, dog, I tempered my expectations already. Like, Rockstar didn't didn't underwhelm me because I already set my expectations to be underwhelmed, you know. Smart. That's the reason why I didn't Smart, have yeah. such an over the top reaction to the trilogy being quote unquote buggy. And I'm like, because I did. I'm like, for one, I didn't experience the bugs, and for two, I wasn't expecting it to be anything other than a than a fucking port, you know. <laughs> and this is just right, the PC yeah. version put on consoles so i'm like okay and it was only ten dollars for a multi-platform game i mean i'm fine with that you know if it's an exclusive i better be getting that shit for free you know but if it's a (laughs) multi-platform game you know ten dollars for an extra upgrade with free gta online that's a pretty good goddamn deal to me yeah it's not bad it's not bad and yet people are still mad (laughs) <laughs> what is it okay what is, honestly what is there to be mad about because like rockstar did it from, what I, from yeah good point <laughs> put out by rockstar so automatically shit no but like I, I i don't understand what there is to be upset about because like i haven't looked at the gta 5 or sorry the ps5 version of gta 5 and just from what I see, it like it's like what you said. It just looks like the PC version put on PS5, and that is a lot better than <laughs> than what people have been playing on the PS4 for years at this point. So I don't see why people exactly. are too upset about it. Because it, uh, it doesn't have the expanded Northampton map, the Liberty City map. Uh, it doesn't oh, have that. My God. It's not wow. expanded and enhanced. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I didn't expect it to be expanded and enhanced in the first place. So, 
But then there are also people out there saying, oh, my God, this version looks so much better. And then, no, let's not go that nope, far. Nope, it's let's, a marginal visual upgrade. The best part about it is that it runs at 60 frames per second, which is the reason why I wanted it in the first place. <laughs> All the reason I gave Precisely. a shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. uh, I don't I don't see what the problem is. Ah, no one hates Rockstar more than Rockstar fans. And I know we say that about every fandom <laughs> hating the fucking yep. thing that they like a lot. But Rockstar fans are the kind to get to get multi millions of views complaining on YouTube about it, calling Rockstar scammers, and then still playing the game. So it's like, you I'm know what? Them and them and Destiny mm-hmm. players, them and fucking Destiny players, have yep, gotta be the most fucking the most cucked video game fan bases <laughs> I've ever. Fu- oh no, them and the Tekken fans. There you go. Tekken fans. GT Rockstar Games fans. Destiny fans and Tekken fans are just this game is shit. Thousand hours on record. <laughs> yeah, this game. Uh, this game is shit. Two thousand hours on record. Fifteen hundred hours at time of review. So it's like okay, whatever you say, dog. Um, and then last but not least, the heftiest thing that I will have to say this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing WWE Two K Twenty Two. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, the tagline for this game is, it hits different. And in many ways it does. Hmm. Um, But there's only one problem I have with it. Only one. And it's a pretty big one. Only one. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. So, you know, you got your standard exhibition modes. You got your creation suite. You know, we'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, But this Mm -hmm. year's game's showcase mode focuses on the legendary career of one Rey Mysterio. Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y Mysterio. Here we go. Um, (laughs) I love Rey Mysterio. I have since I was a kid. I was so jealous of one of my cousins because my cousin owned one of the replica masks. And I didn't. Oh, shit. That shit pissed me off. I was like, fuck. Every time I went over to his house, (laughs) I would wear it. (laughs) And I'd be like, booyaka, booyaka. (laughs) You know. Um, Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. It's missing a couple of uh, a couple really big matches. Uh, most notably his win of the title uh, in the three-way with Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. That's like the, his first title, his first like uh, a championship. Uh, I believe it was heavyweight championship win in WWE. They're missing that. Um, but other than that, they've got some pretty good matches like uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc 1997. Uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy at Payback 2020. You know, um, and it's pretty good. Like if you buy this, the, the thing that allows you to unlock everything, you unlock most things, but everything that's locked behind the showcase mode, you still have to go and unlock that by playing the showcase mode because they really want you to play it. Which, which means that's, that if you good thing, I think I maybe, but that's the only way that you can unlock Eddie girl, Batista and HBK dog. <laughs> hmm. And I was like, fuck. I really wanted to instantly play as Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's the My Faction mode, which is just uh, Ultimate Team with the associated microtransactions. Can't even play it online, so I really don't give a shit. Uh, I also I also Wait. put my hands on it for like two minutes. I was like, this is boring as fuck. So Wait, can, can we rewind for a second? You said you it can't, can't be played online. You can't on- play it online, yeah. It's offline only. 
microtransactions for a single player <laughs> offline experience. <laughs> yeah. What everybody, have we seen this before? Everybody has been laughing at it because it's like, why? It's a bad mark for an otherwise good product. It's so uh, weird. There's that, the, that is extremely weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's the return of GM mode, which hasn't been around since SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. My God. I feel old. I don't even recall what that is. Uh, where you like, where you can become the general manager of one of the shows, and you have a roster, and you book the matches and whatnot. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Um, this yeah, version yeah, yeah. is like sort of stripped back, but it's sort of different in a way. And uh, I got my hands on it, played a little bit. I played a full fifteen week season. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed my time with it. Played played one round to just get the hang of it. Played another round, and I fucking kicked the AI's ass. <laughs> Another mode that you also can't play online. You can only play locally or uh, uh, against a, uh, uh, against an AI bot, which I kind of get because GM mode takes a long while to do. Um, mm. So, but I think if you could at least hook up a private session, that would be preferable. Um, the net code is... Eh, eh? It's... <laughs> but I'm, But this game is not one that I'm looking to play online too much. You know, right, I'm more yeah. in it for the creator wrestler and uh, my God, uh, the creator wrestler is certainly something to talk about. Um, it's the same as before with one big problem. Oh, that's not good. The so uh, weeks back when I talked about how I was I was playing through a lot of 2K19 uh, way before mm-hmm. this game was revealed. Actually, it was like a month or two before this game was revealed. I talked about 2K19 in the podcast. Um, I mentioned how I was playing through the universe mode where you get to like create your own shows, draft your own rosters, have your own titles, have your own pay-per-views, you know, and you get to control all the matches. Yeah, this universe mode has stripped some of that back where you can't create uh, like promos in between matches on your shows. And also it fucking crashes the game. (laughs) If you use any custom content, if you use any at all. So, uh, yeah, there I've been experiencing a lot of crashes. I've experienced three big crashes. One is when you try it. When I try and use a specific custom map that I made for my Mm -hmm. fictional wrestling promotion crashes the game. When I try and go into universe mode and set up a, a custom money in the bank briefcase that you can make in the creation suite crashes the game. When I try and create a special uh, sh- uh, a roster within a show that's on a custom arena crashes the fucking game after a couple weeks because the save file is too large. And I'm like, I did not have a single one of these problems with 2K19 on my Xbox Series S. And... Uh, I was using only custom wrestlers on there. That's, you know, that's kind of embarrassing. No, it is. It is. And the, the devs, <laughs> I'm on the subreddit. I'm following them on Twitter. They said that they're going to push it out in the next patch or two. And I'm like, great. But but what the fuck did it? Why the fuck did it launch like this? <laughs> yes, it hits different. It plays better than most of the other wrestling games. It's got a killer instinct like combo breaker system, which is really funny considering that the first trophy you get for breaking a combo is called combo breaker, you know, (laughs) 
It's really good and it's really fun and it's got a fun mix of simulation style and arcade style wrestling. It's great. You can have mixed gender tag matches and official mixed gender tag teams. That's great. Finally, I can be on a mixed gender tag team with Sasha Banks. That's all I wanted and now I can do it. Um, <laughs> though I will admit I did get a little uncomfortable because of some of the mixed tag uh, intros and outros. Some of those are a little... Y'all are catering to creeps a little bit, dog. But other than that, the game is fun. It's a crispy seven. I'll give it a seven. A seven? Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, also the roster is really weird. Like, this game... Uh, this this game is definitely 2K21 in disguise. Because there's so many rosters, uh, so many characters that are just wrestling for AEW now. Uh, Keith Lee is one of them. Uh, Jeff Hardy's another... There's also a bunch of guys that were let go, like Cesaro. We talked about that, I think, right, on, like within yeah. the last episode or two. Uh, and speaking of Jeff Hardy, he recently debuted on AEW. It's really funny. It was really good. <laughs> so like, he did end up going. You could play as William Regal in the GM mode, and William Regal also works at AEW now. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's really funny. Yeah, did you not did you not uh, see all those clips? I retweeted so many clips from the night Jeff Hardy uh, made his AEW debut. I don't know if you're watching. I didn't those or see. Oh, it was it was hype. It was hype as fuck. It was hype as fuck. He got a big pop. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a crispy like seven, maybe an eight. It is really fun though. I had a really fun session of it with my uncle this past weekend, uh, making goofy creator wrestlers putting together custom Royal Rumbles. It was really fun, but this game needs a couple patches and the DLC uh, is looking cool, but also a little questionable. Like you're getting guys like the Boogeyman, you know, coming back. My childhood nemesis. <laughs> that guy was scary as fuck. Um, <laughs> but you're also getting Logan Paul and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, all right. All so right. thanks All for right. letting me beat their ass virtually. <laughs> I could beat their ass in real life. Don't get me wrong. I could do it. I could fucking do it. All right. I'll beat the shit out of both of those guys. Um, God, that clip's going to backfire when the podcast blows up. Um, imagine. Imagine that. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say this is all in the kayfabe. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. I'm just going to just leave that up to your imagination as to whether I'm joking or not. But... um. It's good. Creator wrestler guys are the, the 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 creator wrestler faithful are already coming out with some fucking fantastic creator wrestlers. Like I uh, picked up one for Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker, and it was really good. Um, got a bunch of Chris Benoit's already. Thank God, it's really funny. Is a lot done this week? Yeah, I mean I've got a couple other news stories to talk about. Um, of course, but that's pretty much everything I did this week. Oh. I also watched uh, the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. I watched that. Solid pay-per-view. Um, Solid. Okay. But we'll cover that when I get to my wrestling news roundup later in the show. So uh, I've, I'm going to shut the fuck up now because I've been talking for like a half an hour. Um, and this is your podcast, bro. Come on. Yeah. But I also am really interested to hear what you have to say. So. It's my podcast and I want to hear you talk. So if you want to know anything about what I talked about or anything else that I forgot to mention, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I've been posting a lot on TikTok. Um, you can find me at YVNGDNDE, Young Dende. That is YVNGDNDE, Young Dende. Now, Joe, what's big going on with you? 
Look, man. Look. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Sure. No, never mind. I I, I was going to do a gag, but yeah, forget it. Uh, I've been, <laughs> oh. I've been up to quite, quite a bit. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've been up to quite a bit, actually, now that I have time to do stuff because uh, spring break was this past week and I was finally able to catch up on stuff that I've been wanting to do, but, you know, unfortunately was not able to. Uh, one of those things is Risk of Rain 2. Uh, Risk of Rain 2 got its Survivors of the Lean DLC. Holy shit! <laughs> Risk of Rain 2? I love Lean! <laughs> yes. <laughs> this will be the first movie to ever sell one trillion tickets. Yes. Its <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> actual name is uh, "Survivors of the Void," but if you, oh, if, if, if you, God damn this, it. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you can understand. Uh, if you, if you. Should. Survivors oh, of the League, oh, bro. God. I'm gonna take that. I'm just gonna. I'm pretty sure someone's <laughs> already photoshopped that, but you know what? I'm gonna do it myself. Uh, the DLC is very fun. It adds a bunch of new void items. It adds two new um, characters. Uh, I haven't played the Void Fiend yet, but from what I've played with the Railgunner, which is one of the new, uh, two new ones. Uh, very fun. Honestly, if you, I feel like in a roguelite like this, in a like third-person shooter roguelite, having the ability to actually like have first-person elements, because like how the railgunner works is that one of its abilities is um, you aim down sight with this fucking huge ass railgun. It looks so cool. You ADS with it, and you can hit a uh, precision damage, which you can't do with other survivors. Uh, awesome! I fucking love. I love. I love being ba- uh, being able to basically snipe in Risk of Rain. So much fun! I uh, can't speak on the Void Fiend because again, I haven't played it. But all of the new uh, all of the new items are super cool. There's a new ending as well. Um, there's a. I don't really like. It's not a wave based mode because, uh, like. You just like hit a like you you turn on like a generator kind of thing and enemies spawn and then you gotta go turn another one on and the enemy spawn there so like it kind of is a wave based game mode it does like uh, tally up how many waves you survived but it, it kind of plays differently so I don't know if I can really like uh, categorize it as one but that mode is still pretty fun. Uh, and the monsters, or sorry, the new enemies are fucking annoying. There's one that just rolls around the floor, constantly chasing you, and I, I want to kill myself because I, with playing with a railgunner, how the fuck am I supposed to hit something that's rolling at me 90 miles an hour, bro? Let me live, please. Let me, <laughs> let me fucking live. Um, but from that, the new stages are pretty unique. I haven't. I think there's three new ones i haven't seen the third one i have only seen like the obviously like the void themed area and like a new ice area uh i don't know what the third one is because i haven't seen it but so far from what i've played i put in about uh five hours it's 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 solid if you like risk of rain this is obviously something that you should pick up uh i don't i don't know why you haven't already if you are if you do like risk of rain but uh yeah it's very fun very cool 
Another thing that I've been up to this week, uh, which is, might be a little bit controversial, depending on uh, uh, the, depending on which 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 uh, who hears the statement. I watched Turning Red, and it is perfectly fine. It is <laughs> perfectly fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down, there, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> You're telling me a movie about Woman? little little Canadian girls having their period is a good movie? How fucking dare you go woke with this garbage? <laughs> Don't show this to my kids. My little heartbreaker kids. No, you're telling me that a movie <laughs> that has pads in them is a good movie? You're lying to hey, me. Hey, man, Stop. people you who are complaining woke. about that do not know what it's like to be embarrassed about that, okay? Bro, the, my my question is to those people: Have you never lived like with a woman in your life before? Hey, let me I tell you a funny you. fucking story yeah. about that, dude. Uh huh. So cool. there was this there was this time where um this girl I knew uh just mm. happened to be on her fucking period and was like, "Hey, could you do me a solid and and get a pad? Because um I'm bleeding right now." And I was like, oh, shit, sure. And I have to just like explain to someone like, hey, d- uh, can I have that pad that you just put away in your purse? <laughs> and she was like, sure. And I took it. I was like walking with it. People were like, why do you fucking have that? I'm like, hey, man, I'm being a decent individual right now an understanding decent man right now. All right. Impossible. Im- yeah, fucking right. Impossible. I don't hey, believe pe- you. People who are complaining about about this fucking perfectly fine movie are dicks. So what do you think? It, of yeah, it? I haven't fine. seen it. What do you think of it? I, I would recommend watching it. I mean, I went into it expecting like a cute, wholesome Pixar movie, and for the most part, that's exactly what you get. Uh, it's not like, it, yeah, I, I would say that it's, it, it's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't say that it's good. I wouldn't say that it's bad, but it's fine. Like, uh, if you if you find yourself with nothing to do, I would recommend watching it. It's it's nice. It's cute. Uh, it touches upon issues of like growing up as a teenager and like overcoming generational trauma. And like, yeah, I know that Encanto just came out, but Encanto didn't really touch upon generational trauma as much as this movie did, or maybe in the same fashion that this uh, movie did. So, uh, I, yeah, it's it, it, it's fine. It, it, it's good yeah it, it's it, it, it's good like i i know that i'm trying to like <laughs> i'm trying to figure out like whether or not this movie is actually good because like nothing about the movie blew me away but from from like from what i was expecting it gave me it gave me exactly what i wanted so you know kind of is what it is there's also a lot of visual gags through through the movie which kind of kind of elevated the the score for me uh i like for example <laughs> towards like the end of the movie without spoiling anything there's like they're trying to like uh they're, they're making a fundraiser and the camera shows like a two thousand dollar budget and then it like uh pans up and it shows two million and like i thought that was kind of funny and cute so and they also they're also a lot of very nice like just nice to look at set pieces like they're very pretty set pieces set within the movie which i was not expecting and then when they when they came out i was like damn okay this is, this is nice this is good pretty but with that said it, it's still like it's it, it's fine so i i would give it maybe like a 
seven and a half or eight out of ten, depending on which side of the bed I wake up on. It's it's fine. It's not bad. It's not great. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 all I have to say about that movie. Uh, but on something that I actually do really like, um, I played through Bastion, which is Super Giant's first game. Uh, I, I, let me re-specify. I'm re- I replayed through Bastion because I had already played this game before. And man, this game, <laughs> it's so good. <clears throat> it's uh, Super Giant's first game, and it holds up remarkably well. Like, for today's standards, for an almost 12-year-old indie game, it holds up really well. It, it's amazing like the the sound like just going into the game you hear the music coming in and it's like that that music is so good like there are some great tracks on this game like uh a proper story you have uh brusher patrol and of course like the most impactful song being setting sail coming home which is the song that plays as the credits are rolling is it's just so good i wish more people uh, i wish more people would experience this game the ost is like on the ost on its own is worth a listen i would say the combat feels uh, a little bit clunky and a little bit slow at first i will admit but once you get over that uh it it, it it's great because from hmm, from like the playstyles that the game offers such what like what, you know different weapons such as uh, you have bows, pistols, machetes, axes, hammers. You have a bunch of different weapons that you can choose from. Uh, and they all kind of play into like that slow, clunky feel of the game. Um, another note, this is this is something that a lot of people will like, but some won't. The entire game, man, I mean the entire fucking game is narrated. You're if you're walking down a hallway of enemies, you beat them up. The kid, which is like the guy that you're playing as, kid will like make a comment about it. And if you're like uh, trying to make your way through a level, kid will also say something about that, like, "Oh, I have to make my way there," or "Oh, I wonder what I will find there," you know, stuff like that. And I I found that it added to the game. I I really like that, but some people won't like that, and that's that's fine. That's okay. Uh, the narration, in my opinion, it's kind of vital to the experience because it gives context to what has happened in each area that you visit. And in like in, in some of those areas, there are like mini modes, kind of like a um, like a survival mode where we have to like uh, kill some enemies here. And as the enemies uh, like start or as the waves keep going, you, you keep hearing something new added to this story of the area that you're in. And that's fucking awesome. That's not something that we see uh, happen quite a lot these days. And, I, and like, you know, I like that. And also with this like narration, they're, they're kind of hinting that maybe not everything you've heard from the other characters in the game is the full truth. And it like it wraps up in a nice, beautiful bow. And it raises the dilemma of like, do I reset things? Do I go back and I ho- and hope that it goes better next time, or do I just move on and try to rebuild? And 
those ideas that the game brings are like <laughs> I was not expecting that on the on the first time playing. I thought I was just gonna get like a nice hack and slash expecting a fun hack and slash ARPG kind of game and I got a lot more. I got so much more than that. Yeah, it's short, but then again, uh it doesn't I, I don't mind it because it doesn't overstay its welcome. So for that, it's a game that I think many people need they need to need to experience this game. Uh, I feel like if the if like if any of what I said appeals to you as a gamer, a gamer, like I can't take that word seriously anymore. I swear to God. But if you like those type of games, I would strongly recommend one hundred percent. But I feel like I'm sorry. That's a good stuff. Yeah, yeah. One thing that's like I don't I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a it was made by a small indie company uh, from software. They came out with this game called Elden Ring recently. Fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> God. All of my goddamn friends have been playing Elden Ring, and I'm just like, well, good for you all. And you aren't? No. What an L. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing uh, games about uh, oiled up buff dudes. So. <laughs> You know, I can't can't fault you for that. Yeah, you guys would rather but, go fight a ga- go play a game that like a fucking sixty foot tall dude with a giant sword will fight you. I'd rather a seven foot tall buff guy that's oily, old uh, up and sweaty fight me. You know. Are you are you are you really exposing your uh, your dreams to the podcast? I'm exposing the business. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's Elden Ring? Elden Ring? Oh, uh, it's shit. I hate it. I want to kill myself. But it's also, I think, the best open world game I think I've ever played in my entire life. And I mean that. Uh, for context, I am like 20, let me check it. 20, 20-ish hours in, whatever. Um, and I, yeah, I can definitively state this is the best open world game that I've played. Uh, that's coming from me. Uh, I'm not really a fan of open world games. I find them, well, not all of them, but, uh, a grand majority of them to just be boring, right? Because after you explore, like, I don't know, for example, in fucking GTA, you like drive around and you see what, uh, you see what the city has to, has to share. And like one, once you kind of once you look at it, you're kind of like, oh, that's cool. But you never like really go back to it. In in Elden Ring, I feel like it's like Elden Ring just kind of set a new standard, right? Because the last open world game I enjoyed, I would say, was Marvel Spider Man. And yeah, before before you give me shit, I know that I didn't finish the game. Yeah, but finish I the fucking game, dickhead. <laughs> finish. I found swinging around new york to be so much fun i found it to be so fun because like on you know you're fucking spider-man of course hello but like you see uh like those random uh events that come up where like um where crime is happening and you're like you need to go like take it down that's fucking cool the same kind of thing happens in elden ring where like you're 
walking around with your horse and you see like a, an abandoned town or a rundown area and you're like oh i wonder if there's anything over there and 100 percent of the time in my experience there is the player is rewarded for exploring novel concept i know but like a, a lot of open world games for me they just don't do it because like they have pretty areas they have gorgeous like uh uh vistas but like that's it to me i don't know how you feel about that but to me that's like all it is <laughs> and i mean like what other open world games have come out since spider-man you have like cyberpunk the other uh, spider-man kind of <laughs> well, i mean yeah sure but i'm not trying to like because that's like uh, I, I don't really count that because like it is spider-man yeah. again so you have like yeah you have like cyberpunk halo infinite valheim kind of monster hunter world because like you can technically roam the area from which the monster is in uh i don't know what what, what else is released since then do you like do you have like anything on the top of your head in terms of open worlds, uh, not that any isn't that Ubisoft. I've, not any that Please. I've played because <laughs> I mean, not any that I've played. I'm not going to fucking play Horizon Forbidden West. What do I look like an idiot? Uh, <laughs> look, I tried playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't like it. Okay, that's as much as I can say. I didn't. No, that's didn't, fair. Completely fair. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is I a part of the, uh, the the games called Jiminy Cockthroat Games, as uh, popularized by Yatsu <laughs> Croshaw. Which I mean, there are certain games in that genre that I do like, like Ghost of Tsushima. But um, no, none, none have really come out that have really stimulated that, and that's mostly because all of the goddamn open world try to be like Breath of the Wild, and I fucking hated that game. <laughs> Bro, I'm I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the comparisons with Elden Ring to Breath of the Wild, because like the Breath of the Wild has those problems that I mentioned earlier. That like it has a bunch of beautiful locales and like mini camps in between. Uh, like the big at like the big areas, but like nothing, nothing else. Like you 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 explore it once and like that's it. It's fucking boring. And like, <laughs> it's, it's like you, you, I just, I just get bored. I just don't care. I'm like oh well, that was cool, I guess. And then I move on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the world is the, the size, the the fucking size of the world. First of all, is not what I was expecting. I was expecting something like less than half of what it currently is it is huge i'm 20 like i said i'm about 20 hours in and i still haven't unlocked the entire map yes given i am exploring every area to like the <laughs> like i am i am checking each and every single inch of the uh of the areas that i'm in before i move on but still that says something i'm about 20 hours in i still haven't unlocked the full map i've beaten two i think think too i haven't looked up anything on like bosses not to spoil myself but i think i've beaten two of like the main story bosses so like that, that that's about like i would say maybe uh 30 done with the game with the story quote unquote <laughs> it's from soft games with stories <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but yeah so like yeah that, that that's good it's it's nice it's full of like uh, of of i don't know of like monsters that are hiding out in a camp you have you have unique area bosses which there are a shit ton a shit ton of area bosses like you could just be strolling along on your merry way with your horse and then all of a sudden you get fucking get fucking clotheslined by a dude on his horse and then you see the name 
tree sentinel pop up. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's a boss fight, huh? Very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so much fun, especially when like you when each like uh, each like little area has its own specific gear that drops. So like you, 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 it's not so much of like randomness anymore that you can go to this one spot and now find a certain item, which is very welcome compared to the other Souls games. Uh, it's 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 gorgeous. Like that's that's literally all I can say. The game is extremely pretty at all times. It's just, it's damn baby girl, you're gorgeous. <laughs> damn baby, you live like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the one the one thing I do have a problem with though is that like it, the game kind of reflects real life when you're like half an hour in and like the second NPC that you talk to says you, however, are maidenless, and you already know all the memes of that have started so. You know, but uh, outside of Damn, that, that's that's crazy. Thank God I don't be playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> I never needed bitches. <laughs> mm. Mm. Something something that that has come that has come up in conversation uh, for for to to put this into perspective. Elden Ring has sold 12 million copies yes, in just under 20 days. And Dark Souls 3, it, 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 took Dark, it took Dark Souls 3 four years to reach 10 million. So to say that this game is a success is kind of, it, it doesn't even do it justice. Like, it, it, it's a complete understatement. And, you know, because of more people playing the game, the conversation of accessibility has come up that always fucking comes up 100 percent, 1000 percent, the most accessible from soft games uh from soft games sorry there are so many different options for you to engage with the game that there is there is no longer just like two or three solutions to everything and now you have so much so much more the Mm. The, I think the problem that people are having is that they're they're carrying over the mentality from old Souls games where they just have big sword, press R one, win, and that doesn't really <laughs> that doesn't really work in this game because a lot of the enemies have long attack patterns, and you hardly ever have a moment to like actually get an attack in. So you have to kind of react to, to the enemy and not just walk up, press R1, and win. <laughs> they can't, can't do that anymore. So I think that, that, that that's a great thing. It's a change to the formula that is very welcome. Um, but like, uh, about the actual gameplay, though, it, it's effectively Dark Souls 4. Like, <laughs> it is basically Dark Souls 4. All of the weapon arts from Dark Souls 3 return, and they're actually a lot better. They have quality of life updates. Such as being able to uh, swap, uh, it's like swap weapon arts in between weapons. So no longer is one weapon tied to a single weapon art. If you unlock a weapon art, which is called an uh, an Ash of War, I believe. Uh, if you unlock these Ashes of War, you can use them on whatever weapons you want, which is super cool. I mean, you ha- you can turn into a fucking Beyblade with a like with a fucking actual like Beyblade chainsaw looking weapon it's so fun um 
but uh, outside of that, all of the features that you would expect from a Dark Souls game are here, such as like you know bonfires, Estus flasks, like literally, literally everything that you would expect, uh, expect from a Dark Souls game is here. There's also like some kind of new stuff. Did you ever play uh, Sekiro? No, I didn't. I believe I well, said on the podcast the only Souls game I ever played was Demon Souls, and I kind of bounced. Demon off Souls, that. right? Yeah. So. Right. Um. Well, in 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 that game, there was like a uh, stance gauge where like you, you would uh, event you keep attacking the enemy until their stance would break, and you could, uh, you can get a critical hit in. That is also present in this game, which. I like it. I like it a lot. I didn't think I would. I thought that it would make the game super easy. And I forget that I'm playing a FromSoft game, so of course it's not going to be easy. <laughs> but it's it's a very nice change. It adds more to the comment. It adds more 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 depth, as one would say, and statues as well. They're they're like statues within some, not all, some boss fights that effectively act as checkpoints where instead of spawning at the bonfire and making your way back to the boss, you can just respawn, like, right outside the door. And people that are complaining about that are fucking brain dead. Because, <laughs> like, from the years of playing these games, I have never once been like, oh, man, I, ah, my favorite part of doing this boss is running the two minutes. It ta- like, is going through the two minutes it takes to get there. Oh, that's so much fun. Like, no, this is, this is a good thing. And I don't want to... Anyone who says otherwise is is they're they're just wrong. But speaking on bosses, bosses are kind of a mixed bag. I'm not gonna lie. Some of them are really fun, but then others are a complete snooze fest. I feel like I feel like it's a fucking fighting game where like you, you know the meme where it's like oh you see this character pop up and you just grab the popcorn because like their long ass attack string. That's like basically what it is in Elden Ring. That's basically what it is. Like some enemies just attack for fucking ever and you don't have a chance to get any attacks in and like i i i don't like that design uh i i find that kind of they, they they force you to play by the enemy's like rules and i i i when when you're forcing me to follow something else and not like limiting my ways to engage with an enemy it's kind of it's kind of lame i'm not gonna lie to you but so then again, it is because a lot of these bosses play like um, this is not going to make sense to you, but Nameless King and Dancer of the Boreal Valley from Dark Souls 3, which Nameless King is just like he's considered one of the hardest bosses in all of Soulsborne games. So like there's that. And Dancer is just like, I'm going to turn into a torpedo and just use the same attack over and over again so you can't get close to me. So like, eh, eh, eh. It, it's it's just it it limits the way you fight them, and I don't like that. But it is what it is. Uh, the combat itself, though, is very refreshing, as I mentioned earlier. Because in previous Souls games, uh, like like I was saying earlier, I would make I would basically rely on light attacks for like the majority of the game. But the huge variety of new weapons, which there are a lot of new weapons. And um, like overall balancing of them, it, it made me realize that I was subconsciously using my entire kit, which I had never done before in a Souls game outside of like a, uh, outside of a few builds, obviously. But like I wouldn't be picking up this new uh, weapon that I found and just like actually using the entire kit. And now I am. 
And that's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. And I think my favorite part is you can crouch now, which means you can teabag bosses after you kill them. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, crouching adds the ability to be, uh, to, to, to like stealth your way through enemies, which is <laughs> so, so funny because the AI is very inconsistent. Like sometimes you can kill a dude right in front of the other and they won't notice because <laughs> like you're technically crouched, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's fun. It adds, it adds more ways to engage with the game, which again, always a good thing. But overall, how I'm feeling about this game, it's, I think to me, I, I'm, I'm only 20 hours in, so I can't really make it a definitive statement, but upon first impressions, I feel like this is going to be a very important game that will be discussed for years to come because it's it's done. It's a complete full experience and it's 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 hard to say that about such a high profile game and it's it's weird to say that it got it right in like in the in this current era of games that like under deliver but this is it <laughs> this this is it this we finally have the game that we've all been wanting that we've been wanting a full complete fun experience and this is it elden ring is it 100 percent. this is a game that i i feel like no matter what kind of player you are everyone should give a shot because everyone should be able to play this game and yeah the, the again the problem of accessibility comes up but this game isn't hard if you have the patience to learn from you know from from your mistakes if you're able if you're willing to learn from how uh enemy attack patterns work how certain enemies behave to your aggression this, this is not a hard game to learn so everyone has the ability to play it i think i would say and yeah game of the decade game of the millennium honestly let's just give it that <laughs> but I feel like I kind of talked way too much about Elden Ring there. I'm just really excited that this game finally released. <sighs> it's been a, it's been a long time coming. It's it's been like four years, so it hasn't really been that long. But I'm very <laughs> I'm very happy that it's finally here, and I'm very glad that even though we had to experience a few delays, that this is it. This is the game. Play it. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Oh, I'm broke. Oh, okay. Well, if you're broke, message me, I will buy you a copy. Like I'm so serious. I am. I really want everyone to play this game. It is so good. 10 yeah. out of 10. I praise, I praise, I praise. Yeah. Like the, 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 the feedback that everyone has been giving it about like uh, technical issues. Yeah. Those still exist. There are some like, um, there are some stuttering issues that I found on PC. I don't know how it performs on console. I would imagine that because literally every single game that comes out doesn't work on PC, but it works on consoles. Uh, I, I would expect it to be fine. It's not like it's a. It's not like it's running at thirty frames, like uh, over sixty or or anything like that. It's just like a few a few hiccups here and there. But outside of those, like those are some easily those can get patched out. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, genuinely think that this this could be game of the year. We'll have to see. I know that we're in the third month, but this could be game of the year. We'll have to see. 
we'll have to see. But if you want to know what I've been up to, which I basically just told you, but if you want to see what I've been up to in real time, you can find me over on twitter.com slash kazanerdi. That's twitter.com slash K-A-Z-A-N-E-R-D-I. Adam, I am so sorry for just going on. You should have told me to shut up, man. I'm so serious. I'm pretty sure you talked for like less time than I did. So, uh, no, not really. <laughs> mm. All right. <clears throat> In the news. Um, I know that the state of play happened and nothing interesting came out of it. The uh, state of play for PlayStation, right? Yeah, I I, I didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, I'm going to say I don't give a shit about Hogwarts Legacy. Like, I'm not going to play it. But it's like, what is there to say? Like, it's fair. It, like, they, they kind of advertise it with just the initial teaser. Hey, it's a Harry Potter mm-hmm. RPG at Hogwarts. Great. <laughs> like, I don't know what else there is to say. Ah, these sniggle fuck monsters got i don't give a shit i'm gonna buy the game anyway uh i'm gonna buy the fucking game anyway i don't need to have that goddamn conversation about why joanne is a terrible person anymore i don't need to do it mm-hmm. uh so that all that happened um so i saw nothing of it so i, I yeah it, I, it's I'm just, just taking your word for it, it yeah it, it exists it's it got a nice trailer <laughs> it's coming out i'm gonna play it stranger of paradise is out i'm not I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be playing that. Chaos. Well, have you seen the first cutscene? Chaos. Uh, yeah, I've seen. Made, made I saw a couple of cutscenes on on uh, Twitter. I saw one where uh, Jack meets his merry band of it freaks, <laughs> where he meets uh, where he meets <laughs> Wooly Wooly Madden and a uh, Discord mod, uh, <laughs> and it's just the most male way to meet ever. It was really funny. One where he met that elf dude, he was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just here about <laughs> chaos. And I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. But it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really play action RPGs too much because I don't really like how they play. That's why I uh didn't play Persona 5 Strikers. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh it's funny. And that's why it took me so long to keep fit playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just don't like action RPGs. I don't like how they play. Um but finally, goddamn finally, I get to the Lost Judgment DLC is coming like next week or something. And fucking God, thank God. Oh, word. Took you fucking guys long enough. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. Spring 2022 and the data for the DLC was already in the goddamn game at launch. So you know what? Bruh, what? <laughs> yeah, nice. the, uh, the main character of the DLC, uh, Masaharu Kaito, which is Takuki Yagami's best friend. Uh, his full move set was already in the goddamn game when it launched. So, <laughs> huh. interesting. Yeah, um, I'm gonna steal a quote from Pat from the best. I'm gonna steal a quote from Pat from the best friends here. Um, it's gonna like op- like I know that Yagami is is gonna appear in the DLC like Sega, I believe, or it was RG Studio, whichever one made a tweet that was about how Yagami can text you while he's while he's off doing his own fucking thing. But Pat said something to the effect of like, I can't wait to find out that Yagami was hit by a car five seconds after <laughs> Lost Judgment ended. And I'm like, yeah, because I said this in my in my review of Lost Judgment. I don't know if you watched it. Um, and I believe I said this on the podcast um, when the Kaito DLC was announced that I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain that this is sort of like a, uh, a stealth launch 
to see uh, how Judgment as a subseries is going to it can possibly work in the event that Sega decides to drop Judgment on PC and cuts ties with Johnny and Associates, the main talent agency behind. Um, oh, I forget his name, but he's the guy who plays Yagami. He's just saying, right, yeah, we discussed uh, that. And yeah. so when 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 that bridge is in, uh, eventually burned, if they do decide to release Judgment on PC and they don't want to work with them anymore, um, then who's going to lead the series? And I'm thinking, oh, if this DLC does well, you know, it's probably going to be Kaito because Kaito is, you know, the shit. He's uh, essentially like a more uh, lovable version of Kiryu. Not that Kiryu mm-hmm. isn't lovable. He's just Kaito just doesn't uh, he isn't a shonen protagonist, essentially. Because <laughs> for most okay. of the games, Kiryu is just like, uh, a... he's like a very, mm-hmm. uh, he's essentially like Jotaro, where he has little, little bits of showing emotion, but he's like, most of the time he's just stone faced, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kaito's more like, uh, who, he's more like Josuke. Uh, not that he's gayer, oh, okay. not that he's gayer or anything <laughs> like Josuke is. Um, <laughs> But the fact that he uh, wears his hair a little funky, he wears a bright shirt, um, he watches henshin TV shows, you know, he's a bit of a, a bit of a lovable nerd in that way. He's like the start of part four, Josuke, there we go. Not like end of part four, sticking out his ass at the camera, Josuke, okay? <laughs> if there's a comparison to be made there. Uh, I love Kaito, he's great. Um, he's, 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 he's a bright spot of the judgment series, but he's, but that shit's finally coming out on the 28th. I've been waiting for this shit for months and I talked to, I've been talking about it for God knows how long, but another news, we got the wrestling report, uh, the wrestling report as well on the show, the wrestling roundup. Uh, so I mentioned earlier, I watched the, uh, AEW revolution pay-per-view. It was fucking godlike. I loved it. Um, every match was solid. Though I wonder why uh, CM Punk and MJF's dog collar match wasn't the main event, uh, because that really that being on the mid card was a really odd decision, even though it was a pay per view. You know what I mean? And that's where all the big matches go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they kind of just like wait. So the, that the hype, or sorry, the match didn't get the hype that it that it's so deserved is what uh, no 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 it was a great match and it got a lot of hype uh but i'm just thinking like it did that really deserve to be a mid-card match like the goddamn the buy-in which is the pre-opener was great it had layla hirsch versus chris statlander you know and you got like hook versus qt marshall uh you got like malachi black brody king buddy matthews and then Pac and uh penta oscaro and eric redbeard and all that and the pre-show and it was all good you know Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, Jurassic Express defending the tag title versus Reed Dragon. It was like, okay. And and the Young Bucks, I was like, okay, this is this is good and all. But like, you know, you've got like Face the Revolution, which is a mid-card match for some reason and not the opener. Which is like, that's the goddamn name match. And it's not, it's not, uh, how should I put this? It's named after the pay-per-view. And it hasn't been being built towards for as long as CM Punk and MJF was, you know? So I'm like, if I were booking it, I would have made that the goddamn, uh, the fucking opener. You know, you had like fucking Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. It was, it was really good. It was actually a really good match. 
You know, you had CM Punk and MJF in the dog collar match. Then you had fucking Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, which I think should have been uh, after the opener if I were booking it, you know, because it was a fucking fantastic match. You know, you had Danielson versus John Moxley where William Regal debuted, you know, and calling back to, you know, Ring of Honor and all that. It was great. You had Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara versus Andre El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy, which I think overshadowed the main event. Uh, if for no other reason than the fact that Sting is insane. This dude, <laughs> this dude is like is is like 62. And he's still wrestling and he's still taking massive bumps. Off, like he fucking he fucking jumped off a balcony to frog splash Andrade through three tables. Excuse me? Yeah, it was insane. It's insane. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then you had the main event of Adam Page versus Adam Cole. And I'm like, that's fine and all. But like, it wasn't a very interesting main event. I think, and I think uh, wrestling promotions need to learn that, like, just because it's a title defense doesn't mean it's main event material, essentially. Right. Yeah. So, like, I think that CM Punk versus MJF should have been the main event, and then the penultimate match should stay the same, uh, because the main event was way overshadowed by that. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I think, like, I think Sammy Guevara hit a fucking Spanish fly off the goddamn. Uh, off like the top of the entrance and then landed through tables. And it was like, it was fucking awesome, dude. Like, <laughs> which is like, man, that sounds fucking sick. Jesus yeah. It's Christ. insanely sick, but it's like that, that should, <laughs> that it was perfectly, perfectly booked. But the problem was the main event wasn't perfectly booked. I loved it. I loved the pay-per-view it was great. I loved every second of it, you know, but, but Jesus Christ. Uh, and then we had this past week's, uh, episodes of uh, this pa- the, the past two weeks episode of Dynamite and Rampage, which if we're not watching AEW Dynamite on, on TVS. What are you fucking doing? Yeah. Jeff Hardy is all elite. William Regal is all elite. And this past uh, week's episode of Dynamite just proved that again with the Hardy boys finally officially reuniting in the ring, uh, getting a tag team win. It's, it's good stuff. Um and that's that that's it as far as the AEW side goes um in the in the wrestling report you know uh, uh Wardlow turned face at the Revolution pay-per-view he finally stopped working for MJF it was a really cool moment um i don't know if you know how dog collar matches work not sure no where it's like two wrestlers uh, are chained together uh by collars on their neck you know what i mean mhm and, uh, you know, it was it was it, it, it was a match type that was essentially like a popularized by a Rowdy Roddy Piper back in the day. But, you know, at this at, during this match, you know, it's it's going on, you know, the thumbtacks come out. It's a bloody ass match. And while MJF is, is you know, while, while the momentum's in his favor, he calls out his main henchman Wardlow. He's like, bring me the dynamite diamond ring, which is such this giant ass ring that he wears that he used to beat the shit out of people and make them bleed. Uh <laughs> And Wardlow comes out after three years of working for MJF, and he's like, I can't find the ring. And while MJF is distracted, CM Punk gets the upper hand, and then, you know, once Punk, once the momentum is in Punk's favor, Wardlow's like, oops, I found the ring, and he leaves it on the apron and walks off, and Punk uses it to hit MJF, and he gets the win. It's like, oh, shit. Face turn from Wardlow. Cut a promo the very next Dynamite. It was great. Um, Obviously, you know, we saw... 
like I said earlier, we saw the title defense from Dr. Ray Baker and Thunder Rosa, which, you know, Thunder Rosa lost at the time. But a couple days ago on this latest episode of Dynamite, uh, the company went to San Antonio, which is uh, Thunder Rosa's, uh, I believe that's the city she's built from. And she got the title win. It was a fucking, it was a fucking insane match. Like uh, it was a, it was a cage match, no DQs. So weapons were coming out. Fucking Dr. Ray Baker fucking puts Thunder Rosa on the top rope, right? And puts a, a, a fucking, puts up a bunch of chairs, right? And she stacks them in a way to where it's like, like a, a, a fucking, fucking four foot, four and a half foot tall structure of chairs. <laughs> and she like goes mm-hmm. to fucking throw Thunder Rosa onto it, but Thunder Rosa reverses it, throws her onto it. All right. The fight goes back down to the ground. Yes, you reverse it, throws her onto it. The fight goes back to the ground, you know, and fucking uh, Thunder Rosa knocks uh, fucking uh, uh, Britt Baker knocks out the ref, goes onto the ring for some thumbtacks, throws the thumbtacks down, fucking gets Thunder Rosa on the ground and starts slamming her hand into the thumbtack. Holy shit. This just keeps going. Oh my lord. It's a godlike, it's a godlike match. You can watch like the last part of it on YouTube. It's a, we can watch that in the post show. It's a godlike match. Uh, I loved it. And Thunder Rosa won the title. She's currently and uh, she's currently the AEW Women's uh, Women's Championship holder, which good for her. She's she's a she's really over with the AEW crowd. And I like Thunder Rosa. She's cool. So good on her. Uh, and last bit of news. Uh, apparently, it's been officially confirmed, quote unquote. I still take this with a grain of salt that Cody Rhodes signed with the WWE. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, good for you, you fucking liar. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if this is real and Cody makes his WrestleMania debut, it will be a WrestleMania moment, don't get me wrong. It will be hype, you know, but it'll be hype uh, for all the wrong reasons. Actually. Right. Yeah. It'll just mean that everything Cody was saying uh, about sticking it to those guys was just a lie and just shows that he was just, li- he was just lying just so that he could become a star, which he almost was, but, you know fucking missed the mark dude really thought that becoming a star meant that he could go record a goddamn fucking contest show and and take a break from wrestling for like for a while and that nobody would have any sort of reaction to it are you fucking serious come on (laughs) you you have a special platform that elevates you to the ring and a giant fucking ostentatious pyro and lights and intro where you say Wrestling has more than one royal family. And you think you're a goddamn baby face? Are you stupid? You think you're the good guy when you go Hollywood on the fans? Are you serious? <laughs> Hulk Hogan went Hollywood and came back as a fucking heel. And even he at least he understood the assignment. He's fucking racist. <laughs> and he didn't and he refused to put any new talent over. So you know what? God damn it, Cody. I used to be a fan of yours, and now I'm your number one hater. It's official. I am Cody Rhodes' number one hater. Wake up in the morning hating Cody Rhodes. I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is punch my, uh, uh, my God, what are those things? I don't, I don't, I don't actually have one, so I don't know what they're called. They're those punching bags that look like people, <laughs> you know? The what? That all the, that, the punch, the, the, what? the fucking, um, they're those 
God, I don't know how to describe him. Uh, he, I, I have not heard of anything remotely like this, so I have. You've no never idea seen those punch, about. those punching dummies that are like flesh colored. You know, maybe they're called Bob Body Opponent Bag. Let me send you a picture. Of hold up, hold up, hold up. Nope, too too late. I already sent it. Oh okay. The ones that oh, the MMA gyms have. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> that yeah. that was such a weird way to describe. Bruh. What what would you call what those? About? What would you call those? Uh, the fucking uh, the goddamn. Uh, you can't even describe the, them. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You can't even describe <laughs> okay, them. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I know maybe I'm right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I wake up and that first thing I do is I beat the shit out of that that has Cody Rhodes' face taped to it. No. Uh, but in all seriousness, stepping out of the kayfabe for a minute, uh, dude, come on, man. That's such a pussy move. Like, you yeah. spent all those years talking about you know, we're going to be better than them, this, that, and the other thing. And then you refuse to turn heel and you demand more money to, you wanted CM Punk money, but you weren't bringing in the kind of numbers that CM Punk was. Do you know how many people got back into wrestling because Punk came back? Like a a fucking lot. (laughs) is Is that actually like a thing that happened? Yes. You know how I know? Because I fell off when the pandemic started. I started watching fucking, I was like, man, WWE sucks. AEW sucks. I'm going to go watch fucking New Japan Women's Division. (laughs) Just because I wanted to get some good matches. And then Punk shows back up. I'm like, oh, shit. Time to watch that. Cult of personality. (laughs) All right, cool. The cult of meat with extra cheese. Uh, I was like, no, it's just like you wanted that kind of money, but you weren't bringing in those kind of numbers. You want that kind of money. Why don't you go do the goddamn go big show roads to the top shot of Brandy, you know, shows that nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> goddamn, man. I can't believe this. <laughs> How about you go yeah, wrestle that, Ring of Honor? Oh, wait, Tony good. Khan bought them too. fuck out of here. Uh... Hey man, at least that means that there's a greater, uh, greater possibility that like Samoa Joe will, will uh, sign. And my God, how hype that would be! He, right now, he's just chilling with his family. So, go ahead, buddy. You do you. Yeah, that's what matters. Good for him. Yeah. For what's sure. matters? You do you do what's important. On uh, uh, don't go back on your word. Unlike other people that I know, other American nightmares. So talk, going back to 2K22 for a second, you can import custom images. Uh, you know, that's been a tradition in the WWE games for a while. One of them, of course, was like a bunch of Persona 4 Golden images. I'm sure you saw that one that I posted. I'm sure you saw the one that I posted like hella weeks ago when the game first launched. Uh, if I can find it. Yeah, this picture. No, I do not want to send that to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> That would bring much shame and dishonor to my family. <laughs> no, uh, I want to send you this one. I don't know if that picture's too grainy now, but you can, Larry, you can click on it. You can see the shirt that my creator wrestler's wearing. Uh, oh, yeah, I had seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it was, really, it was a really funny shit post. And I, of course, uploaded <laughs> our logo into the game. Really funny shit post. <laughs> <laughs> So, but like one of the things you can do is you could upload custom menu renders. So you know how like in the menus they'll show you like a picture of the actual wrestler instead of their in-game model. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people yeah. have been uploading like the, the funniest goddamn render images. Like I saw one for Shrek. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I seen I see like I, I the first the game the day the, the day I got early access to the game, I went to go see what the most downloaded and most upvoted images were. One of them was just straight up hentai. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I, I, I knew this was gonna be fucking porn. I, I just fucking knew it. Porn. Of course, of course it is. Really, of course it is. Really fucking funny. They will they will instantly ban a picture of Chris Benoit, but they will but they will absolutely let you upload porn. <laughs> <laughs> They have their priorities straight. That's that's what matters. That's what oh, matters. that's so goddamn funny to me. <laughs> that is so fucking funny to me. You do not get to upload porn on our goddamn. You do not get to upload Chris Benoit on our app, but porn, porn's allowed. Oh man, that's really fucking funny. <laughs> Regarding like anything that's happened, uh, no, actually, what one thing is the. Big E situation. I heard about it. Oh on yes. Oh God. Twitter. Prayers to Big yeah. E, and thank God that he is that this nigga's prayer power of positivity gimmick was completely serious. Uh, dude is holding up well, and thank God he doesn't. He's he's uh, not going to be taken out for life. Uh, man's yeah, got man. man's that was scary off of a fucked up belly to belly suplex on Friday Night SmackDown about two weeks ago, I believe. Um, which, by the way, is the superior WWE show. If you're not watching SmackDown. You might as well not be watching it all. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. Since, dude, since they got Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, fucking all the best talent is on SmackDown right now. Ain't nobody got time to watch three hours of Raw, my nigga. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have Hulu. I get all these shows. All right. But I do not have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not have goddamn time to watch Raw. I only tune into Raw off high off uh, when when there's a really good match that I hear about, and I'm like, okay, let me go skip to this. Time. Skip to it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch all the episodes of uh, AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, but I be watching SmackDown uh, on Hulu on Saturdays. You know, I do not watch Raw. <laughs> Raw sucks. All right, Raw hasn't been cool since like 2014. Yeah, that's so. sad. Very sad. Yeah, you know why Raw hasn't been cool since 2014? What happened CM in 2014? Punk left. Damn. For real? Wow. Yeah. Raw's just not the sh- Raw's just not where it's at. Raw is just not where it's at. SmackDown though. SmackDown has had a rotating cast of 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 the sh- of of awesome talent. Like I do not want to tune in a goddamn Monday Night Raw and see fucking Austin Theory. All right. No one gives a fuck about <laughs> Austin Theory. I can say that confidently. Most of the new of the, of the new wrestlers are trash. The best Damn. WWE has to offer is in its women's division. All right, because you've got fucking Bianca Belair, fucking Asuka, who's uh, not. I don't think she's medically cleared to wrestle as of right now. Uh, fucking Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey. Like you got hella good talent in the women's division. And the best the men's division has to offer right now is Brock Lesnar v. Roman Reigns. Me, 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 me. <laughs> like, it's such, it's such, it's so boring. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, the, the funniest part about it is just watching, <laughs> the funniest thing that's come out of that goddamn uh, feud was watching fucking um, Paul Heyman run. 
accelerated. Well, I don't know if you watched that clip or not. This show was really funny. It was like, Roman Reigns is not here. If Roman Reigns isn't here, Paul, then who's going to protect you? And then he just fucking waddles away. Oh, man. It's really funny. But uh, in any case, um, big ups to Big E for maintaining such positivity. Thankfully, it doesn't seem like uh, it's going to be paralyzing, which is good. Um, And my prayers and best wishes for his continued uh, recovery and his health going forward. SmackDown's where it's at. I don't know. This ain't fucking 2006 no more. We can't be having this kind of beef. It's subjective now. <laughs> oh man, like who are who the fuck are people watching Raw for? Nobody. Like Brock Lesnar shows up on SmackDown too, along with like and Roman Reigns on SmackDown. You know, there's no fucking reason to be watching Raw. No fucking reason. That's wild. It's been like however many years that Raw was the was the the absolute pinnacle. Of the right, yeah, that, that's 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 when I was watching wrestling. When when like Raw was the shit, and like SmackDown was still good. Oh, that was, this was back in like 2011, 2012. When yeah. when Raw was like great, but SmackDown was good. It wasn't bad. It was good. Yeah, I, now, I, I would still watch both. Tables have turned though. Tables have turned. Tables have absolutely turned. Friday Night SmackDown is where it's at. Which I don't understand why SmackDown was ever a B show. Considering it's a fucking Friday night. It's and a Friday night. Friday night yeah, that Fridays are sense. when the shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> like ever exactly. since the Monday night wars ended, there's been no fucking reason to air your programming on Monday night. <laughs> you know? I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's actually that's something interesting. Is that why they introduced uh NXT for like that the middle of the week slot? Oh, uh, I think so. Like, but that, like but NXT was always there, there though. There was always WWE developmental um, uh, promotions, like Ohio Valley Wrestling, for one. But uh, NXT was like a Florida-based uh, promotion that was primarily being run by the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, God rest his soul, uh, that Triple H got uh, creative control over and sort of turned it into the televised, small-scale developmental show that we all knew and loved, uh, until mm-hmm. uh, he had a fucking heart attack and Vince McMahon took over and fucked it up. <laughs> now, I still yeah. do watch NXT from time to time because they do occasionally have some really good stories and some really promising wrestlers. Um, but NXT without Triple H is just not the same. And that's unfortunate considering that the sort of main on-screen face of NXT is my favorite wrestler of all time, Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? You know, and that's that's a really sad thing to say. It's just just Vince McMahon got his goddamn hands on it, dude. And Vince McMahon <laughs> sucks. Like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> People say, you 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 know, uh, hate him all you want. You got to respect him. No, I fucking don't. <laughs> Vince McMahon is a racist, dude. Like, <laughs> like, I watched Survivor Series 2005. I watched him say the N word. Okay. Oh yeah! Oh my God, I forgot about that. He oh is like the he, Vince McMahon is the third guy from WWE that I know that has said the N word on camera. <laughs> There's him, Booker T, and and uh, Roman Reigns. All right, 
Roman Reigns kind of because he he dodged out of it, but like you you could tell that's exactly what he was gonna say. That's what he <laughs> yeah, that was on his mind. Yeah. I'll show you that clip in the post show, but like Jesus Lord, um, God, WWE is just such a fucking odd product these days. <laughs> like like I get it that it appeals to kids, and that's the kind of the end the end goal. Obviously, you to appeal to like kids and teens and teenagers, you know. But it's like, man, dude. I couldn't fucking not watch that fucking shit. Three hours of goddamn Raw. Three fucking hours. Like, three hours of mid-tier wrestling where everything is scripted to the point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where the only parts of it that aren't scripted are the goddamn matches themselves. And it's like, and even then, that's a goddamn 50-50 because sometimes the goddamn matches aren't even that good in the first place because the goddamn talent sucks. So it's like, why should I give a shit? Oh man, God! You really want to want to know where the titles are? Where the titles are at? You want if you want to watch Raw for a title, watch it for the goddamn United States Championship, the goddamn twenty four seven championship titles that don't mean shit anymore. Yeah, come on, man. The two main titles are being defended primarily on SmackDown. So, you know what? But apparently the brand split is coming to an end, uh, which I don't think is true at all. Why so. would that be the case? I mean, they, they've they've held this for so long. Why would... I don't know. That, 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 that doesn't make much sense. But again, I, I saw a word so that know. was like, oh, uh, the WWE is merging the heavyweight title and the Universal Championship into a title that is just a heavyweight title, but with a blue mark under, instead of the red one underneath the two W's. And it's like, uh, I don't think that there should have been a universal title in the fucking first place. Yeah. Everybody um... knows that the number one title in any wrestling promotion is the heavyweight title. That's the one. You know? You don't even have to be a heavyweight mm-hmm. to win it. So it's like, and the second title is obviously the women's title. The third one's the U.S. The U.S. title. It's like it's that's how it's been, and that's how everybody knows it. And it's just like, nah, we want the universal championship. Like, what the fuck? That's like <laughs> that's like that's like when you're a kid and your friend is like, I hit you with rock paper scissors times infinity, and you're like, oh yeah, well I hit you with rock paper scissors infinity plus one. It's like that's what that is. That is literally what that is. It's so fucking stupid. And you know why it's stupid? It's because it came out of the mind of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon came up with Gold Dust, all right. And you want to know who did all the goddamn work to make Gold Dust cool? Dustin Rhodes. It was all him, not fucking Vince McMahon. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna send you something really funny on Twitter. Just speaking of, speaking of Gold Dust and of Cody Rhodes. Speaking I saw of this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hope I retweeted this. Yeah. Here we. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You have to zoom Wait. in. Oh, why is he there? Stardust. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Real? <laughs> he's a bonus character in George's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle. Yeah, War. he's like one of those secret characters they have to be the story for. Yeah, he's the, he's the, <laughs> he's that's, what the that's what the star is in the JoJo All Star Battle R advertising. A game that no one asked for. <laughs> I was almost going to nah, end the show without lie. talking about that. 
Don't no, lie. no, because no, no, the no, no, no. You're no. telling me that the no, no, no. You're, you're telling me that people weren't asking for for a JoJo fight. The people like, who yeah, were, no, no. We listen, listen, listen. The people who were asking for All Star Battle to come back were the people who never played All Star Battle and don't realize that that game sucks. The game, yeah, it's not, listen, it's not if very you want good. to play, it's a great JoJo game and a terrible fighting game. Okay, you want to play a great JoJo's fighting game? Go play Heritage for the Future. Heritage it's for on. the Future. Hello, That's, that game is the shit. That game is so fucking good. You know, you want to know how fucking good Heritage for the Future is, motherfucker. That every time you goddamn fucking give me a call. Yep. Yep. There it is. Joseph Joestar. That game is so mm-hmm. godlike, man. I played, I, I main old Joseph in that game, of course. Uh, he's the shit. <laughs> um, that game's awesome. Play that shit for free. You don't have to buy a goddamn remaster of a fucking game from like a decade ago that is kind of incredibly, just, incredibly uh, mid. It's called the Midwest. <laughs> Because everything in it is mid. It's mid. Yeah. yeah. AKA All Star Battle R. I, I I don't care. My friend was like, dude, the remastering All Star Battle. And I'm like, bro, that game sucks. He's like, why do you gotta be such a hater? I'm like, bro, because you didn't play it. I own it on my PS3. That game sucks. It, it, it's just all right. It it's just it's okay. Very mid. It's good to get a, oh, that's awesome that they put that in there. And then after a while, you're just like, man, I don't want to fucking play this no more. <laughs> a ch- an absolutely cheeks story mode, cheeks side modes, and then versus mode. That's it. Yep. It's it's a it's a good I novelty think, game. It wears off after a while. I think at that point, it, like if I have the option. I think I'd rather play Eyes of Heaven, even though I cannot stand its gameplay. Eyes of Heaven is cheese. If, if, <laughs> if, if I'm gonna play All Star Battle simply for the fan service, just I'd rather just go play Eyes of Heaven. Like I know that's boring yeah. as fuck, but you know, it's, it's like, whatever. <laughs> I've gotten so used to how Eyes of Heaven plays that I can boot that game up and finish a match in like ninety seconds. Like it's. <laughs> That impossible, literally impossible. No, I'm so serious. There's there's like a loop that you can do with uh, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable Jotaro where it's just like, yup, this will kill you in like in like 30 seconds. Yeah, you just interesting, you just loop them, you fucking throw, you walk up, you hit them with a combo, finish with the aura, aura, then once they hit the ground, you hit them with the single uh, aura punch. Then once they get up, you hit them with the ball bearing, run up, hit them with the combo, ending in the aura aura again, then into the fucking This punch. motherfucker is sweating <laughs> on eyes of heaven. No, I just I just got so used to how that game plays that I was just like, oh, this is just how I've been playing it for the past uh, couple months. Shit, no wonder I'm bored. <laughs> 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 Cheeks. Uh, just yell, let me go select my standard team of part four Jotaro and Kakuin with the sa- with the sash and the sunglasses costume. Yup. Let me go just pick that and just run through that shit in like two minutes and cut it off immediately. <laughs> uh, we actually need like if they're gonna make a fuck not even make bring forward a JoJo game. Why the fuck was it not Last Survivor? Like, I know that we know next to nothing about that game, because uh, like it's like the it's like a Japan only game. 
But a JoJo Battle Royale sounds so fucking sick. I don't like Battle Royales. But being able to play as, I don't fucking know. Like, I, if, if I was able to play as, like, Bruno with sticky fingers in a Battle Royale go up that's against, crazy. like, Koichi. Like, that's something. Yeah, come on. It's come on. Hit them with that Echoes Act 3 3 freeze, dude. That'd be crazy. I've seen, like, clips of it. I think it was, like, you could just pick a character and then, like, you drop in, but then you pick up a stand when you're in the thing. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Wait, what? That's okay. I think so. That, that game is weird. <laughs> like, I don't it is weird. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I know good and goddamn well that if I played that game, I would just pick Jotaro and Star Platinum. And, like, I would I just beat the shit out of you. Like, I wouldn't be engaging with it at all. Uh, it's because I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Oh, never mind. I, I I take that statement back. Now I'm looking at the gameplay, and it just looks like a fucking Unreal Engine. It looks like a never Unity, it look a Unity yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I take it back. Yeah. See, I was gonna <laughs> say, oh yeah, that game is cheeks, but I haven't fucking played it, so I wouldn't know. Oh, it just it looks like a Unity asset flip. But I know good and goddamn well if I ever got into that game, I know exactly what I'd fucking do. That's because I'm boring. <laughs> Could you keep it down? I'm trying to be boring. Oh, that's what I get for liking part three, I guess. <laughs> I do not understand why people hate it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Part three is godlike. I don't understand it. Which is very weird, considering that literally like two years ago, two fucking years ago, people were like, oh my god, part three is the best part. Part three is so good. Were we? Were we? Yes, bro. When when JoJo was just hitting the mainstream, that was like the pretty, that, that, that was like the consensus that part three was like the best part. And then people actually started watching JoJo and realized that part three is not the best part. It is a good part, but not the best part. Uh, absolute chads believe that the best part is whatever part you're watching at the moment <laughs> absolute god tier giga chads believe that and absolute god tier giga chads believe that chase sucks but that's that's besides kill the yourself, point bro. literally kill yourself kill yourself bro <laughs> Literally, I can't believe I'm getting man. death threats on my own podcast. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> uh, you like you fucking like Chase. What are you going to tell me next? That Santa Claus isn't real? What a fucking loser. <laughs> can't believe this shit. If Santa Claus isn't real, then why do they got the tracker up? Exactly. So true. Spray. Go 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 fucking celebrate science, miss. Okay, <laughs> explaining how science put the presents under their tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you gonna say? Uh what was I gonna say? Uh oh okay, actually though, actually I hate I hate the fucking people. I hate the people. Like obviously we know that Santa isn't actually fucking real, but it's still funny to say that he is. Santa does exist. If you if he doesn't exist, you're you're just a hater. Like you're just a hater. And like the, the people that are out there saying, "Well, 
can't think that's gonna kick. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. No shit. Goddamn. It's because Santa's cool. He gives me the presents. It's like if Santa's, if Santa's not real, then who eats the milk and cookies? <laughs> My parents? What do you think? I'm fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> no, they could never fool me like that. <laughs> Idiots. Never. Never. Besides, they don't like cookies. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if that's why all you got. Hear a bell? Yeah, right. Who the fuck is on the rooftop then, idiot? <laughs> that but is a if that's yeah. all you got, then what a good episode. That was fantastic. Yeah. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. Uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your, your listens. And we appreciate your feedback as well. And I just like to say, a great rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening, and also stream on top by Mari. Yeah.